0: at butcherbox.com slash morningcup and use code morningcup to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. we all know that life can get so busy. With things like work, chores, school pickup, and drop off, sometimes I feel like I never get time to sit down and spend some quality time with my husband and my friends. Well, that was until we found Hunt a Killer. Hunt a Killer is a new way to do game night that gives us the opportunity to have fun, work together, and investigate a crime without even having to leave the house. Hunt a Killer is a murder mystery subscription box. With each delivery, you'll get to sift through piles of documents, evidence, audio recordings, and case files, eliminating suspects, and identifying murder weapons until you crack the case and catch the killer. It's like an escape room delivered right to your door. Everyone in our house loves Hunt a Killer because it's challenging enough to be fun, and you can do it over Zoom with friends near and far. With over 100,000 subscribers, and over 2,000 five-star reviews, you know you're in for a good time. Don't think you have time for a subscription? Well, there's plenty of other one-off mysteries and collections of seasons that need some solving. Oh, and my favorite part of this whole experience, part of the proceeds from every box goes to the Cold Case Foundation, an organization that is dedicated to helping real-life cold cases. I have played through a few different Hunt a Killer mysteries, and let me tell you, we are always screaming with excitement as we unravel some of the best true crime stories I have ever read. And you know I read a lot of true crime stories. Right now, you can go to huntakiller.com slash morning and use the code morning for $10 off of your order. Again, make sure you use the code MORNING for a $10 off discount at huntakiller.com slash morning. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. Okay. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Not all marriages are destined to end with happily ever after. Some reach a stopping point and divorce becomes the next logical step. At least, that's how it is for most couples seeking to end their marriages. On February 24, 2000, a woman was executed for ending her marriage with a bullet rather than a court date. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Betty Lou Beats, born on March 12, 1937, in Roxboro, North Carolina, had a hard life from the very beginning. In addition to being deaf due to a bout with measles as a child, Betty would later claim she was the victim of sexual abuse at the hands of her own father. And when she was just 12 years old, now living in Hampton, Virginia, Betty's mother was institutionalized and left her to take care of her younger brother and sister. At the age of only 15, Betty was married to her first husband, Robert Franklin Branson, and together had a total of six children. The first of many marriages that, according to her supporters, were all plagued with serious sexual and physical abuses. After claims of abuse after the first year of marriage, the pair separated. But after Betty made an attempt on her own life, the pair reconciled and remained together until Robert left for good in 1969 and left Betty in financial ruin. The following year, she married a man named Billy York Lane, who, once again, had a heavy-handed way of dealing with his new bride, and soon the pair divorced. This, however, did not stop the intense fighting. During one argument where Billy struck Betty so hard her nose broke, Betty retaliated by grabbing a gun, and shooting him. She was charged for the attempt on his life, but after he admitted to threatening her beforehand, she was eventually acquitted. The two remarried and divorced a month later. In 1973, fresh off her third divorce and just 36 years old, Betty began dating a man named Ronnie Throckold and married him in 1978. This marriage ended after just one year after Betty attempted to run Ronnie over with her vehicle. The same year their divorce was finalized and the year she served 30 days in county jail for public lewdness after being arrested topless at the local bar where she worked, Betty met and married a man named Doyle Wayne Barker, divorced him soon thereafter, and married her fifth husband, Jimmy Don Beats, a retired Dallas firefighter. After almost a year of marriage, Betty Lou Beats on August 6, 1983, called into the Henderson County, Texas authorities and reported her husband, Jimmy, missing. Six days later, Jimmy's abandoned boat was found driving near the Redwood Beach Marina on Cedar Creek Lake, and inside was his fishing license, his nitroglycerin tablets, and a life jacket. It seemed that, from the looks of things, Jimmy had died at the hands of a completely random boating accident. And police were ready to believe this story until, two years later, an anonymous call came in from a credible confidential informant that said Jimmy's death was anything but an accident. After some investigating, this is the new version of Jimmy Beats' story. According to Betty's own son, Robert Branson, His mother told him on that night in 1983 that she intended on killing Jimmy Don and that he needed to make himself scarce in order for her to do so. Two hours later, when he came back home, Jimmy was lying dead on the floor with two gunshot wounds. Being a dutiful son, Robert helped his mother conceal his latest stepfather's body in an ornamental wishing well they had in the front yard of their home. The day after the murder, Betty placed his heart medications in his boat, Robert removed the propeller, and the two abandoned it in Cedar Creek Lake. Given all this information, police were able to retrieve a search warrant for Betty's residence, where they not only found the body of Jimmy Don Beats, but the body of Betty's fourth husband, Doyle Barker, who disappeared in October of 1981 and was found buried under the storage shed in their backyard. When examined, forensics found three bullets in Doyle's remains which matched a thirty-eight caliber weapon that was seized from the Beats residence during an unrelated incident. Betty Lou Beats, guilty of killing two of her husbands and soliciting the help of two of her own children, Robert Branson and her daughter, Shirley Stegner, was arrested on June 8th, 1985 and taken to jail to await her trial. When interviewed about their mother's crimes, both children admitted to the roles that they played. Robert, for helping to cover up his mother's crime, and surely for knowing about the plan beforehand and helping to dispose of the evidence. Betty's reaction to their betrayal? To point the finger and name them as Jimmy's true killers. At the trial, prosecutors named money as Betty's main motive for the murder, with her daughter saying that she told her that she needed to get rid of Doyle because he owned the trailer that they were living in in Gun Barrel City, Texas. Worried that if he got a divorce the traditional way, he would end up with the trailer. As for Jimmy Don, there was an insurance policy and pension benefits that, in the event of his untimely death, would be awarded to his new wife. Both Billy and Ronnie, the husbands who survived being married to Betty Lou, both testified against her. On October 11, 1985, Betty Lou Beats was found guilty for the murder of Jimmy Don Beats and was sentenced to death for her crimes. She was never tried for the murder of Doyle Barker. In the aftermath of her trial and her sentencing, Betty Lou went public with the abuse allegations against every single one of her ex husbands and against her own father. This earned her a fair amount of infamy and support from citizens who thought her history of abuse made her actions far more understandable. Despite the protests and campaigns to halt her execution, and 10 years worth of denied appeals, the state of Texas proceeded. And on February 24, 2000, Betty Lou Beats was given the lethal injection and took her last breath. She was only the second woman to be executed in the state after the reintroduction of the death penalty. She was 62 years old and left behind five children, nine grandchildren, and six great grandchildren.